And I love, like I said, I love how she phrased the question by not asking, you know, just like, what can you do in the off season? But like, what can you do to grow your business in the off season? And so it's, it's a good reminder that just because it's the off season or the slow season doesn't mean your business has to stop growing. Mm. Like you can still do things to grow even when it seems like a not growing time. Mm -hmm. One, two, three, four. Welcome back to another awesome episode of the Go Vertical podcast. Thanks for joining us. We're excited to be here. A little bit different format this week, but we're going to have some fun. Uh, it's just Warren and I, no guest, but I guess the listener is our guest this week because mm -hmm. we have some questions from the listeners uh, that we're going to answer. Warren made a Facebook post and uh, got some really great questions from some of our listeners. So we'll go through those and answer them today, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Warren, shall we go vertical? Let's go. I'm ready. All right. Here we go. <laughs> What is, how can, how can uh, our listeners go vertical this week? What is your tip for going vertical? Well, um, I am excited today because I, it's probably the first time in about 10 days that I actually feel good enough to uh, record or do much talking on the phone. I had a pretty nasty head cold, so um, very thankful to be over that. And then I just had a cough that hung around for a long time. So I wanted to get out in the woods and do a little hunting, but that's hard to do when... <laughs> When uh, you're coughing every five minutes. So yeah. uh, first of all, excuse me if I sound a little hoarse or if I have a cough. Uh, but anyways, Nick, it's good to be here. I'm excited about this episode. Um, I'm actually wearing a NSJ Digital hat today. And it goes along a little bit with my tip of the week. Um, always, the tip of the week is always be branding. And what I mean mm. by this is wear your own apparel. Um, more times than not, when I wear our seamless roofs or my Conklin apparel, uh, people might ask me about what I'm wearing, especially if I'm meeting somebody for the first time. Um, if they say NSJ Digital or they see it, um, they're going to ask. So it's not always about you know maybe giving out hundreds of hats or hundreds of sweatshirts. That can get very very expensive. Um, we do quite a bit of that about do quite a bit of that now, but it can get expensive, especially if you use nice high quality stuff. And so, if nothing else, get yourself a nice jacket and a nice hat and, and wear it this winter. Um, you know, pique somebody's curiosity. You never know who you're going to run into. So, yeah. that's the tip of the week. Be branding. Always be branding yourself and your business. Um, and you'll run into somebody who's looking. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. I'm wearing one of my own shirts right now, even though I'm sitting in. <clears throat> I usually end up doing this even though I'm just sitting down in my office by myself. It just helps me to feel more professional, more confident, and just, I think it affects how you carry yourself too, so that's a great yeah, tip. Yeah, it's like um, they talked about during the COVID era where a lot of people started working from home. Um, they There was certain companies that encouraged their their people to still wear a suit or at least a tie, a shirt and tie, mm -hmm. button-down shirt and tie, when they're working in their basement or in their home, their kitchen you know, table, and it was all about how you see yourself, even though they were doing no video calls that day, and so that's right, like you put on your 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 gear for your company and you look in the mirror uh it's very important that when you look in the mirror you see somebody you're confident in so yep. i think that can help so yeah i like it yeah awesome great tip well 
like we said, we're going to hear from our some of our listeners. So thank you guys for submitting your questions. That's really cool to hear from you. And um, there were some great, great questions. So if you're ready, Warren, should we hop in? <clears throat> yeah, I was just looking at the people who asked these questions and like a common denominator, a common kind of a common thing that I say, see between all of them is they're all very teachable. Um, every one of these people I know personally, and I would I would say they're very very teachable. And so it was cool to have questions from somebody who wants to learn. And I'm thankful that people are listening to the podcast. Uh, Nick and I didn't don't really know where the future is for the podcast. Don't really know we didn't know from the start. Um, but yep. it's cool to have some questions. And I think it'd be fun to do this um, every you know every month or every other month to take some questions. Um, I listen to a podcast uh, during the week. And it's a really neat podcast. Their episodes are over an hour long every time, but they always take questions, and they're very popular podcasts. They have well over a million downloads, and mm -hmm. they get a ton of questions. So they sort through them and try to pick out you know talking points from those questions, and then ask have the question asked. So I think it's really cool. It's a neat format. So um, if you are listening and you have a question that you'd like to ask, please please contact Nick or myself. That'd be that'd be great. Yeah. We'd love to hear Should from we get you. Started? Let's jump in. So number one, uh, this question came from Larna, and she asks, what are three tangible tips for time management? Ooh, should I take it away? Yeah. So Larna is actually working with the agricultural, a lot of, a lot of <coughs> agricultural, uh, in the agricultural division of Conklin, and she's going to college, I believe, and she's also working on the home farm. So uh, pretty cool to hear that question from her because I know she's extremely, extremely busy. Um, <clears throat> I would say number one, number one tip I ever got on time management was focus on what is important, not always on what is urgent. And mm. so sometimes we think things are really urgent, but they're things that can totally be pushed off. So figure out, like when you sit down to, to put your to-do list together for the day or for the week or the month, and make sure there's some, you know, emphasis on the important ones that you can't miss. Mm -hmm. And so uh, one tip that Charles Herbster gave me, Charles W. Herbster is a close friend of, of a lot of our listeners and myself. He said the night before you go to bed, make a note of three important things for the next day. Not You don't have to plan out your whole day, but three things that you're going to intentionally do for the next day. And so, Nick, I'd love to hear your response to the question too, but I think we have to have a big focus on – not just a big to-do list, but mm -hmm. like what's important, and that's going to help our time management. Um, and then there's other things that we have to make time for, and that's our health, um, our family, our you know our relationship with our spouse, our children, um, our parents, um, spiritual time. You know that's that's very very important. But I think if we're we really keep, get the key important things done at our job at our work. Um, which a lot of us struggle with that, I think we're going to have time for those other things that are important in our family life. Yeah. Yep, that's great. And that's a tip I've heard from <clears throat> the the three big things um, from several people. You know, in fact, one guy um, gave an analogy. You've probably seen the thing where you take a jar and um, you have like big rocks and then you have little stones and then you have sand. Yep. Um, and if you put, you know, the sand in first, you can maybe fit the little rocks, but you can't fit the big rocks in. But if you put the big rocks in first, then you can fit the little rocks in around it, and then you can fit the sand in around it and get it all to fit in the jar. And so those 
three big things are your big rocks that you get done first. And a lot of times they're the, not always, but sometimes they're the things we're dreading doing. We don't want to do. And they're the hard so we things. Wanna, they're the hard things. Yeah. And so we want to fill our day with the little things because we're avoiding the big things. And then at the end of the day, we feel super unproductive. And so get those three things done and out of the way right away. Um, and then you can focus on the little things after that. Um, and I think for me too, one thing that has been really helpful that I'm trying to be better at is I'm like a mental guy. And so I'll have the things I need to do in my head. Um, and then inevitably I'll end up forgetting things because it's just in my head. And so taking the time to stop and just write them down so they're physically in front of me and I can see what it is um, has been super beneficial for me. I know a lot, some people like have to have their list. They can't live without them. Yep. Um, but I've never really been a list guy. And so making that shift has been really, really helpful for me. That's awesome. So one thing I did with my list is I do it on um, iPhone notes and they have like an option where you can check it. And when mm -hmm. you check it, it moves it down to the finished items. Yep. And I just have a continual list because I don't, I rarely do I get everything done on my list because I have important things and then things that I need to do within the next week. And usually, you know, there's five or six things left and then every day it's, it gets added on. But it's fun to scroll down through that that big list of hundreds of things and seeing how productive you are. Or you could do it in a book, you know, like in a tablet uh, where mm -hmm. you keep every day have it like almost like a diary or like a like every day have a new page and you can look back at all the things you got done it makes you feel really productive so um, yeah. Lorna if you're listening I think probably the big thing is you have to categorize like there's you're always going to be busy um, I feel like we always think that we're going to catch up and then we're going to live our live our best life um, but I think for us entrepreneurs we are always going to be busy the rest of our life and mm -hmm. so I think we have to put things in place like fun little things with our family um, if it's going to church on Wednesday night, if it's going out fishing or hunting once a week, we have to do something that's part of our day. Like I understand the season of just going all in and going all. I've done that many times, but I think we also have to work in some of those personal things um, into our time because what happens when you take that personal time is you start to realize what is important and you start to think about the things that you forgot. And so I think it's mm -hmm. very, very important to take a time to reflect and kind of rest um, and then you go back with more energy. Uh, you're not quitting. You're not. You're not even really taking a break. You're just taking a little bit of a, a detour. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes from your very very hectic busy schedule, just to think. Um, I, I like to spend some time thinking. Sometimes we need to just stop and think. And yep. when you get sick, like I did the last week, um, it's almost like God put a little pause button on your life. You <clears throat> traveling you you might cancel a couple trips uh, we had a trip can uh, cancel that we were going to go out to Seattle Washington this weekend and so sometimes the pause buttons pushed and it's a great time to reflect and put a plan together yeah one thing I was gonna say kind of in line with that that I know um, I maybe need to be better about but um, Stephanie who works for me has told me that she um, has learned that like for every 50 minutes of one type of activity, you take 10 minutes and do something else. So like if you're sitting at your desk doing something really mentally taxing, do that for 50 minutes, then step away and do something physical for 10 minutes and let your brain rest and then get back to it. Or vice versa, if you're doing something really physical, take like 10 minutes just to pause and think. And it allows your body 
to keep going longer and not get mm. fatigued um, by giving yourself consistent, those just little snippets of break. Um, you don't fatigue your mind or your body, and then you can just keep going consistently and without wearing out. So it's awesome. Yeah, it's great. It's like what they call um, <clears throat> training or high intensity interval training where mm -hmm. you know you run as fast and hard you pretty much sprint for two minutes and then you take a 30 second break and you do it again for two minutes and you can do that you can you can go you can do a lot more sprinting um if you take those little breaks so i like that that's good yeah yeah great. um hopefully that helps Lauren. i don't know if there was three tips in there or ten but <laughs> um Toby asks, what is one principle or standard that you will never compromise on? Hmm. You know, this is a very interesting question. Um, you know, just thinking of one. Uh, I also know Toby quite well. And I think about the background that he has and a lot of our listeners who are on here from the Amish background where um, there's many cultures like this, but there's other people that tell you, what to stand for and they tell you what to believe and they tell you what to do and not to do and so when you get out of that you have to really learn like to stand on your own two feet and mm -hmm. in business i think as entrepreneurs i think we have to learn the same thing because when you're an employee somebody's telling you what to do and what not to do like if you're an employee at a roofing business and you have bad workmanship so you took a shortcut on a roof but then the foreman or the owner of the company comes in he corrects you and he doesn't let you get by with that. But once you're an entrepreneur, it, the buck stops with you. That's the way I think, you know, until mm -hmm. you get yourself in trouble. Um, your customers are really your, you know, they're going to determine if you're a person of integrity. But I think um, in business, one thing that you that you absolutely should never compromise on, uh, is, on is having a positive attitude. Mm -hmm. Like having high energy and having a positive attitude. I know there's many things. That was just one that popped in my head was like, once I realized how important it was to be positive and how my customers fed off of that and my family fed off of that, it's like I never have an excuse to get up in the morning and let somebody else see my negative attitude or see how I'm hurting or whatever. Like my customers have to see the best side of me. They have to see a positive attitude no matter mm -hmm. what. And I think if you, you set some things like that, some core principles, um, you, it's just not a choice like it doesn't it isn't hard to have a positive attitude anymore even on your bad days because it's like it's not an option um, and I'll admit there's still days that I have things happen or things don't go well where it's be so easy to put something negative on Facebook or say something negative to to my family or my team members and and I'm not saying I never have I'm definitely not saying that but I know that since I made that decision about four or five years ago that I'm gonna be a positive person about mm -hmm. life um, it, it became one of my principles that I will not ever change. Yeah. So having a positive attitude for me, Toby, is a, a huge one. Yeah, I love that. One thing as I was thinking about this question that I thought of is I, um, in business, I don't make guarantees, which sounds weird to say, but in marketing, um, it's a risk. Um, you, you never know. I mean, you can't promise that anything's going to happen because um, – things can change and, and yeah, there's no, there's no guarantees. And so that's one thing I've always done is, is to not make promises, um, that I don't know that I can keep. Um, cause to me it just feels dishonest. If I'm going to guarantee something, I want to know for sure that, that it's actually going to happen. Um, and so I think it just comes back to being honest. Like I'm just honest with people. 
um, and I don't want to say something that I can't, you know, that if I make a guarantee, it's sort of like I'm lying and I'm being dishonest to them. Um, even though it might make myself sound better in the moment, I know that, you know, I'm not being honest with my customer. Um, and so I think that's something that's really important to me is just being upfront and being honest. Um, even if maybe it doesn't sound as good as the other guy who's making all these, you know, really awesome sounding guarantees. I know that I'm being honest with my, with my clients. So that's awesome. And then you're in your field. Um, it's a little different in roofing because in roofing you, you don't make guarantees, but you, you put warranties on things. Yep. So you're like, if the roof, if right. the roof doesn't stop leaking, I'm going to fix it. But in marketing, digital marketing, a lot of what you do, digital design, um, you know, a lot of marketers, marketing pieces have these huge, crazy numbers that they guarantee that all these guarantees mm -hmm. and I get it. Like there is some that say, Hey, if we can't, you get you these results by this day, we will, you know, refund you or we'll give yeah, you some, something like that. We'll yeah. Back it up. But I agree. Uh, I think it's so key to have to, you know, make sure you're saying you're doing the same mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, very important. And, and it's Toby, it's interesting. You made that point because Toby had a job, an insurance job, um, a while back and the building owner was trying to twist his arm a little bit to, to make it look better for him so he can get more insurance money. Oh. And Toby just said, nope. And it's just, it's another form of honesty and integrity. Mm -hmm. Toby said, no, I'm not going to put on the invoice something different than what it actually is. Yeah. And I think there's so many different, I think honesty is a huge one. Uh, mm -hmm. That is a huge, huge one, whether it's a small thing or a big thing um, in business and in life, of course. Uh, it's such a big thing to, to make sure you're honest. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Carson asks, what is one piece of advice that got you to where you are today? You can go first on this one. Okay. So this is one I, I think I've shared before, but I had, uh, many years ago, I had a manager, I worked at a bank, um, and the manager pulled me aside and was telling me about this other job at a different branch. Um, that I really didn't think I wanted. Um, and he said to me, you owe it to yourself to at least consider it. Like you don't have to say yes, but you owe it to yourself to at least be open and consider it. And I ended up being one of the best things I've done. Um, taking, you know, I considered it, I took that job. The manager I had was a phenomenal manager. I've learned so much about um, just life and management from her um and so it was a, it was a really positive thing to do um and so that sticks with me today in almost anything that comes up or any decision i just hear him in the back of my head saying you owe it to yourself to at least consider mm -hmm. like you don't have to say yes considering it is not a commitment to it you're not saying yes but you're just being open and you never know what possibilities will come your way by just being open to things that come your way yeah, and I think that's important because how, and I get it, like there's sometimes people offer me something, I'm like, I don't even give them the time of day, but how are we going to continue to grow if we're not open to new and, and bigger mm -hmm. things? Um, to at least look at them, learn from them, doesn't mean you're going to change your career always, but to learn, from, I think it's, I think that's very key. I, I like that one. It's great. Um, this, like a lot of the questions when they ask you what's one thing um, <laughs> or what's the best thing. It's funny because they all, uh, quite a few people said one thing or one principle. Mm -hmm. I, I think, that. you know, it's not, it's not like it's the only thing, uh, but that's a great question, Carson. 
Um, one thing that that I got a piece of advice from a good friend of mine, Rod Livesey. We had some success in our business, um, not a ton, but we had we started getting some. We had started getting some momentum. Um, we're starting to build something, and I was sitting with Rod Livesey, and I said, "What? What are some things that people do?" that just mess this all up that like lose momentum and it just so like you're having some success and my concern was that we were going to crash and burn or that we were going to lose that momentum and i said what are some things that i can do um to keep that from happening and he said warren i want you to be very very careful who you listen to who you allow Mm -hmm. to whisper into your ear whose Mm -hmm. opinion matters and he said, you be very careful who you listen to. Don't surround yourself with people who can tear you down. And at the time, with having some success, I had received a couple of awards. I was thinking to myself, like, nobody can stop me, right? Um, nobody nobody can whisper anything in my ear that's going to, you know, change the way I think or what I do on a day-to-day basis. But as, as time went on, I started to realize how important that was. And now I'm giving the same advice to people on my team is like, don't just take every bit of piece of advice that's out there. Like if you don't know Nick and I, maybe don't take everything we say on this podcast for the gospel truth. Maybe get to right. know it. Maybe mm-hmm. do some research on us. Maybe maybe make sure we're somebody that you would want to be like or would at least want to learn from. So just because you read it in a book or saw it online doesn't mean you should listen to it. And just because your negative father-in-law or nephew or whoever, you know, uncle says something negative about your business does not mean you should allow them to to speak to you like that. And that doesn't always mean being a jerk or not spending time with them, but maybe it's less time. Uh, maybe it is letting it go out the other ear and you're immediately in your head saying, okay, I'm not, that's not the way it is. Um, but that was a great, great tip that I got that I think has helped me stay on track, I guess. I don't know if yeah. it got me where I, it probably is. It got me where I am today because it helped me stay on track. And so it's part of being focused and it's part of, um, not getting led astray by the wrong person because there's a lot of people out there giving advice on something they don't it's like like my friend adam christensen who was on the podcast a while back he's you know there's people out there giving hunting advice who've never shot a big buck in their life Mm. and there's people out there giving business advice that have never built a big business or they built one that went bankrupt and so be very careful who you listen to i think that's probably some of the best advice i've ever received yeah and I think it's important to remember that there's a lot of good advice out there, but just because it's good doesn't mean it's right for you. <laughs> That's um, a good way to put it. Because, yeah, if you just follow all the good advice in the world, you know, you'd be all over the place. So, yeah. yeah that's Make sure great... you can implement it into your goals yep. and your business and your dreams. It fits and... with you yeah. and, yeah, your goals. Yeah, that's great. Um, and I was also thinking when you were saying that, that – sometimes we need to be careful to not to not listen to ourselves or choose mm. what voice inside that you listen to because a lot of times you have a couple voices inside and picking the positive voice and not the negative voice anyways mm-hmm. that's probably yeah. a whole different conversation but it is it is but if you're careful who speaks negatively into you i think it kind of kills yeah. that negative voice inside of you right i think it weakens it that is a, that's a whole other conversation yeah <laughs> add that to the list to get into in another episode um all right karen asks i like the way she phrased this question um i think it was really well phrased what is the best thing you can do to grow your business in the off season 
Mm. You know, Karen is another person involved in the farming industry. And mm -hmm. I think back to our episode with Brandon, how many great, <laughs> great points he made with seasons. And, you know, farmers sometimes they we're we're right now, we have a small garden and we're thinking about doing a uh, no-till next year. And so I'm looking up at things, you know, we can do it in the off season, okay, mm -hmm. to help grow yep. my garden next year. And, you know, I can plant a cover crop. I can put mulch in there. There's many things I can do um, for my garden to make my next growing season better. But when I look at that as from a business standpoint, so Karen, um, for those of you who don't know, Karen Livesey, she's very successful in the Calcutland agricultural side. I'm on the roofing side. Nick works more with roofers. Um, but we all have our seasons. And mm -hmm. I personally love this season right now. So in the in the roofing season, uh, we're just finishing up our last jobs. Uh, we're collecting the final payments. And now going forward, um, we are going to rest. We're going to re-energize and we're going to repair. And so when I say rest, I don't mean quitting. I, I don't mean sleeping until 9 o'clock every morning. Mm -hmm. We're getting up early. Um, we're putting our plan in place. Um, but there's the little things. So like a farmer would make repairs to his equipment. Uh, roofers are making repairs to their equipment. So I think repair is huge. Maybe you have some physical things, some health things you need to work through. Maybe you have um, a lack of employees or maybe there's some, you know, this fall uh, we kind of did an employee review and we discovered that we have a couple situations on our team right now um, where there's people spending too much time on their cell phones on the job mm. site. So now we have to put an employee kind of like a standard procedure in place uh, next spring so that we can keep our guys off their phones a little more on the job site. And so there's different things that we can work on um, in the off season. But I think another huge one for us entrepreneurs is really, really working on ourselves. And we need to do this mm. year round too. Mm -hmm. And Karen's really good at this on the giving and the receiving end. She does really good at making sure she's always learning, but she's really good at giving uh, great tips. But Attending conferences, attending trade shows, uh, so important in the in the off season. Here in about a week and a half, well, it depends on this episode rolls out. But on the on the seventh and eighth of November, um, my brother Philip and I and James and his wife are going to be going to Orlando to a roofing conference. Um, Tim Tebow and uh, John Maxwell are the couple of the speakers there, but we're going there to not only get ideas on how we can grow a better business, but to also to re-energize ourselves um, and to put some things in place. And then we'll attend a couple conferences throughout the year. But yeah, I think you need to sit down and look at what worked in 2022 and what didn't work. You know, we all do marketing. We all do some applications. We all do some systems that some pro we put some processes into place that don't work mm -hmm. so well. So I think we need to sit down. And even though we thought it was a great idea a year ago, uh, we need to sit down and really think it through and go, hey, is this something I want to do in the future? Um, and then same with what we'll do with our marketing. We'll sit down and go, hey, is this something I want to do in the future? Uh, how do I want to change it next year? What really worked this year? And so hopefully that's helpful, Karen, um, and hopefully it's helpful for our listeners. But for us, we're going to rest, repair, and and re-energize, and we're going to go for it again next year. So, Yeah. And I love, like I said, I love how she phrased the question by not asking, you know, just like, what can you do in the off season? But like, what can you do to grow your business in the off season? And so it's, it's a good reminder that just because it's the off season or the slow season doesn't mean your business has to stop growing. Mm. Like you can still do things to grow even when it seems like a 
not growing time. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, and that's one thing I've kind of been learning this year too, is, um, even though I don't necessarily have an off season, there is definitely different seasons, um, in business where like right now is kind of our growing season because roofers are not working. So they have more time to think about, you know, setting up, you know, website or marketing. And so this is like a, a new client acquisition time. Whereas in the summer, it's more about focusing on existing clients and running them and managing their marketing efforts throughout the roofing season. Um, and so just understanding the different seasons and, um, taking advantage of them and, and doing your best, you know, no matter what the season is. Absolutely. Anyhow, where, oh, here's my sheet. Uh, Dylan asks, if you had to start over and do one thing differently, what would it be? I know what mine is. Can I just say? Go for it. Go for it. I would, I would do everything fast, like sooner. Um, I would start sooner. I would grow sooner. Pretty much every decision I've made, whether it's like, oh, should I bring on, you know, another, you know, web designer or should I, you know, take this course and invest in myself? Like I'm kind of a, I think about it for a couple months and ponder it before I jump into it. And it's kind of like every time you take a jump like that, it's kind of scary. But then on the back end, it's like, man, I wish I would have done that sooner. And I wish I would have done that sooner. Like just kind of trusting your gut and just doing it. That's awesome. That's great. Um, there's a couple things I can think of. One thing I've mentioned before on the podcast, I think, is one thing I wish I would have done differently. If I started over now, I would just take a bigger risk and buy better equipment and mm. hire better employees and just pay them more. Because when I started, I bought old junky stuff, and I paid my employees ten dollars an hour, and I bid my jobs really cheap. But I think the core problem was I was doing nothing for personal development, mm -hmm. and so I didn't have a lot of confidence um, in myself. So when I went to sell, I I just bid on price, and since I bid on price and I bid really cheap, I didn't really feel like I had a choice but to buy cheap equipment and pay my employees ten bucks an hour. So I think it all goes back to I wish earlier on I would have seen the importance of spending time with other people, other peers, uh, <clears throat> you know, other people that are doing what I'm trying to do and attending conferences, reading books. I did not see how important it was when I first started out to mm -hmm. be humble and just like be willing to learn. And I still have to work with, through that every single day today is like, hey, if, if, I'm, if I stop learning, my business will quit growing. And so I have to be willing yeah. to every day learn and grow. And so if I could go back and start all over, I would write down on a piece of paper, Warren knows nothing. <laughs> and then I would go learn um, because I, I feel like that was what held me back the most at the start was I thought I knew a lot more than I did. And I probably still think that some days, uh, but, but, you know, just staying humble and being willing to learn uh, and not thinking I have it all together. That's that, that, that can really hold you back because it keeps you from mm -hmm. going out. I 100% agree. I feel like I used to think that like my main focus should be helping others and I've learned that like my main focus should be focusing on myself and growing myself which seems really selfish but the more you work on bettering yourself the better you can help others. Absolutely. And so your cup's got to be full first. Yep, yep. 
and so yeah i that's that's great i that's a, such a great point <clears throat> yep. good question though dylan that's great and i know dylan um just started his business uh maybe a year ago maybe a year and a half ago and we've talked on the phone some um but he's had a phenomenal finish to his season or or still roofing uh, he's from missouri um but he's he's a sharp young guy and uh i know he's he's willing to learn because he's always asking good questions yeah um meno asks this is a man this is an interesting question i don't know if i can be able to answer this if you could contribute and things what's that yeah right. i think it's, i think you put the word 10 in there if you could contribute your success to 10 things <laughs> no to one thing he asks what would it be you want me to go first you want me to go first you know i i didn't think about this one ahead of time i I don't know. Okay, I thought about this one a while and why it said 10 things. It was like everything I thought of was people, like the people, mm. you know, like my parents who taught me to work hard, um, Jonathan Kaufman, who's been my running buddy, who helped me to dream bigger and think bigger and, you know, stay excited. And then like my wife, who helped me out in many ways, Charles W. Herbster, Rod Livesey, um, and other mentors of mine. So I I decided that the one thing – is the five people you surround yourself with that's mm. that's what i decided and um i feel like if i wouldn't have surrounded myself with the right people i wouldn't be where i am today and so that's what that's i know that wasn't the exact question but he didn't ask who but i'd say that is the thing that that got me mm -hmm. where I was the people in my life um who encouraged me who inspired me who educated me um i would definitely give a lot of the credit to that yeah that's and awesome. of course to God for giving strength and mm -hmm. wisdom and health and a clear mind when I get up in the morning. That's couldn't do it without without having health by any means yeah. and guidance and wisdom. Um yeah, that's a great reminder um about how powerful the people around you are. Um I thought of I don't know if this is good or not, but the thing that just popped into my head is is um just the one thing would be just stepping out and doing it um you know if i never would have taken the leap of faith if i would have been scared you know if you know whatever i could have come up with endless endless excuses to not do it and so just kind of being willing to take the risk and going after it is you know that's what separates the successful from the unsuccessful i guess so and then not that's quitting. my thought yep taking the jump over and over and over again <laughs> yeah exactly yep. and continuing to jump yep yep yeah no these were all great and i think it'd be fun nick to keep this list in front of you and and uh, maybe ask some of our some of our guests some of these questions um, oh yeah i think they were great great questions um mm -hmm. And if you are listening to this, if you go on my Facebook profile, you can see um, the people that ask these questions, but you can also add additional questions there. You can definitely message me or message Chris. Uh, Chris. Yeah, we'll have Chris <laughs> back to answer some of these. Chris Kaufman, yep, episode number three. Uh, or you can message Nick. But these were fun. This was great to hear from all of you. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah, awesome. Um, well, Warren, do you want to – get into another topic for a little bit or should we wrap it up for now hey it's up to you it's All up right. to you what, what, what you got 
we've got a little bit of time. So <laughs> something that I've been pondering that uh, I thought it would be cool to talk about for a while, but hasn't had an opportunity. And so I thought maybe this would be a good chance to dig into it is just the idea of legacy um, or the ripple effect and like what kind of legacy do you want to leave? What, it, what, what are your actions mean years down the road, you know, that you take now? So what is, I guess I'll start by asking you, Warren, what does legacy mean to you? Well, I don't care who you are. Um, you can be the president of the United States, but if you, if you got killed today, um, only a couple short weeks would go by and your, your seat would be filled. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe not as good, maybe the person's not as good at his job, but if we're all honest, if we died today, um, two or three weeks from now, everybody goes back to their normal job. They might think of you once in a while, shed a tear, and and be sad. Um, but if there's nothing physical there, then there has to be something that um, they learned from you or they were inspired by you or somehow they benefited from you. So legacy is what you leave to the, the beneficiaries, so the people around you. Um, mm -hmm. It's what you leave them. And sometimes... Um, legacy can be left through physical things like properties or a business. Uh, but many times when I think of legacy, so uh, a lot of our listeners know who Gary is. Gary from Black River Falls, Gary Selbauer, uh, who passed away um, this week and after a long fight with cancer. But I was talking to my brother Michael about um, when we worked with Gary, we did ice dam removal. And Gary was one of those guys that just kicked your butt at work. I mean, he hustled like you wouldn't believe, okay? I mean, it's 7 o'clock on a Sunday morning. It's 10 degrees, and you're up on an icy ladder, and he's like, let's go. Like, he's all in. Um, he, had, he, he had cancer at the time, but he was being a foreman from the ground. Um, but at the same time, when you got down off that ladder, he pat you on the back and said, man, you did a phenomenal job. Mm -hmm. um, so my, my brother Michael and I were talking about how you could work your tail off with Gary, but you could also have fun. And that's something that we want to take to our crew. Um, both of us want to take to our roofing crews. It's like, okay, you got to go all in, but you can have fun. And so part of Gary's legacy that he left behind, at least from my viewpoint, was he taught other leaders how to lead. He was a very mm -hmm. much leader. He was a hard worker. Um, you know, I remember the day he had surgery. He had, uh, I can't remember what kind of surgery he had, but it was, it was very painful. And he showed up that afternoon to the job site. And uh, I just remember thinking, like, man, nothing can take this guy down. And he's only had, mm -hmm. like, a week to live for the last six months. But, yeah. here, you know, you know he, uh, he, mm -hmm. he attended James Schwartz as one of our listeners. Uh, he attended his wedding here a couple weeks ago, about a month or two ago. And... Uh, you know, this guy was just a fighter, but there again, he taught me that, hey, even if you're down, you need to get up and go show your guys that you're strong. And and I just learned so much from him. He was a true inspiration. So for me, I learned things from Gary that I'm probably going to subconsciously use and think about for decades. And so really, that's Gary's legacy living out through me. Um, there's a little part of him living out. And so uh, another example really quick is Judy Herbster, uh, which is Charles Herbster's late wife. Judy, Judy is living through so many people today, uh, not only through her sister, who's very involved in the company, but many, 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 many Conklin contractors who Judy spent time with 
Um, for example, another quick story uh, about about Judy. So my wife and I are traveling on a country. I've been on the country once before, maybe twice before, but we were traveling on a country for the first time for vacation. And we get to Cancun, Mexico. We get into the resort. And my credit card doesn't work to check into the hotel. And my phone doesn't work because I went out of country, didn't call the phone company. No. You know. And so well, I'm having a little trouble communicating with the front desk. I'm trying to get into our into our room. We had traveled since like 3 in the morning. And Judy Herbster overheard me, and she was in the hot lobby or something. And she walked up. She said, hey, here's my spare, my personal cell phone. Mm. Uh, it's hooked up. She said, use it. Call call your bank. Call your phone company. And when you're done with it, you can you can call my other phone, and we'll meet up. I'll get the phone. And I did not know her well, but she is the president of this company. Her and her husband, mm. a large, large company. And she sees a distributor like mm-hmm. myself. I think I was 21 years old, 20 years old. She hands me her personal cell phone number or her personal cell, her cell phone. And that like, that stuck with me forever. Like when you see somebody in trouble, help them out. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter who they are. And also it taught me like I can trust people with sometimes with things. If I know it's the right thing to do, just trust them. Um, yeah. And so there's another part of her legacy. Like that was one of the very first things that I re- really learned from Judy and many other things. But that really, really stuck out to me. And so I think there's all these things that we do every day. If we're the person that we should be um, and we're mentoring people around us and discipling them, um, there's things that if we died today, if they would live, it would live out for, for many, many years. So, yes, there's a physical, um, you know, there's the money, there's the property, there's cars, there's all those things that are great. But what I like about the, the, the things that I'm talking about the things that you learn is I'm now teaching that to other people. So the ripple mm. effect that you talked mm-hmm. about, not that you might not have that with the finances. Um, but I think I that think to me, legacy is the inspiration you are to the people around you that they're going to remember till they die. And yeah. Song. Yep. Yep. I love that. Your, your legacy is carried on through people, not through actions. Mm-hmm. So the people you affect, your family is huge. Your kids, yeah, like that. That's your legacy, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> and I think too. I've been thinking just about like when things come up in life that get you stressed or anxious or suck. And lately, I've been thinking about this, and I'll stop and think like, is this gonna matter in ten, twenty, thirty years? No, I'm not even remember this happened to me. But my reaction to it's probably gonna matter because I'm establishing habits of either being negative or being positive or whatever it is, like how you react to things. That's something that people are going to see that they're going to remember that your kids are going to pick up on and carry on. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that's been really beneficial to me just to remember, like most things that happen to me through the course of the day aren't going to matter in 10 years. Um, So don't let it bother me now because who cares? It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think a big part of legacy is is like planting seeds. Um, and, you know, usually, you know, when you plant a seed, it, it's not going to grow tomorrow. It's going to take a long time. Um, and I was thinking you shared this to me, this story to me, uh, I don't know, a few months ago about pineapples. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to get into pineapples real quick because that was a really cool analogy about planting seeds. 
Yeah. So most people don't know that pineapples, they take like three years to grow mm -hmm. in, in Hawaii and you need like really good weather. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know what story I shared for sure on the pineapples, but um, it's, it's something that you don't think about when you're eating that pineapple is, you know, it took three years to grow this thing. But I don't know, did, did we share a story about pineapples? I can't remember. Yeah, you were just telling me about that, about how they you learned that, that they take three yeah. years to grow and it and it's a patience thing. And I think sometimes we wanna we wanna plant pineapples or or we wanna we wanna plant corn and sell it for the pineapple price. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Um and you know, if we're gonna be wanting to invest in pineapples, we need to really invest in planting that seed and letting it grow. But if you do that, if you plant that seed um, and, and if you understand that this is not for, you know, tomorrow or this year, but it's for maybe years down the road, um, that it's going to start to grow and flourish and you, and you do that now and begin planting those seeds consistently, then, you know, what's going to happen in 10, 20 years when those things start to grow and, um, what's going to happen in your kids' lives? You know, some seeds you plant now, maybe your kids will reap the harvest of, you won't even do it but how much better will they be because you planted that seed now um, instead of just focusing on the short-term things? Yeah, and I think sometimes maybe we're not even the one who plants the seed, but we're the one who takes care of the plant. So maybe mm -hmm. maybe our dad did, maybe our mentor planted the seed already in us, and we're just a little link in the chain. And maybe yep. our children will be a link. Um, and and so there's there's so many stories in the in history, but like we talked about old trucks in the past. And on mm -hmm. old truck, a classic truck might have 15 owners. Well, every owner had to take care of that truck to get it and not take it to the junkyard. He had to be willing to, to keep it up in, in order for it to end up with, with whoever is the last owner. And so sometimes maybe we're not even the guy planting the seed or maybe we're not the guy who bought the truck brand new and took care of it, but mm -hmm. we're the guy who bought the used truck. Or maybe, like I said, it was something that I learned from my mentor or my parents. And I make sure that I live that out and then... In turn, my children can, you know, benefit from it. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, so yeah, that's that's just something I've been thinking about, and uh, I think it's really cool to just think about your legacy and and let it frame your mindset because it really changes your mindset when you think about, you know, long term rather than just getting caught up in the moment. Yeah, so. I mean. It's so easy in business sometimes to just go make that quick buck or like convince ourselves that we need to go do something even though it probably isn't the right thing because the short-term success. But I think it's really important to be legacy-minded, not just legacy-minded. Don't be don't be so uh, you know they say don't be so heavenly minded heavenly minded that you're no no earthly good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or don't be so earthly minded that you're no heavenly good. And yep. it's the same thing with legacy like. Don't think just about legacy, like, oh, I'm not going to do that because it doesn't line up with my legacy goals. Well, that's not a very good attitude either. So I think it's really important to think about legacy every single day, but not just think about legacy. Like, live in the moment, too. I saw a quote the other day. I thought it was really neat. It said, what if you are living the dream? Like, I was like, mm. wow. Like, what if I am living the dream right now? Like, what if today's mm -hmm. day is the dream? What if this is paradise? Like, what if this is as good as life's going to get? Like, just stop and enjoy it. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was really cool. So living in the moment is important, but also like thinking about legacy. Um, you know, we have a little foster child now and you have, you've adopted a child and working on adopting another child. And like, you're giving that, 
that child a whole nother life. You know, they're from another country. Uh, they're coming over here and you're definitely going to, your legacy is going to live on through them. No ma- no doubt in my mind. Mm-hmm. And so it is really cool to think about like, yeah, when we're gone from this earth, we're going on to a better place. Uh, there's still pieces of, of, of us that are left behind. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's really fun to think about. It's very yeah. inspiring. Yep. Yep. It's cool. So awesome. Well, thank you for uh, humoring me and letting me, letting me get into that a little bit just something i've been pondering uh lately and so i just wanted to kind of dig into that and get your thoughts on it um so and thanks again uh for all you who submitted questions those were awesome uh again if you want to reach out uh message us on facebook or shoot me an email nick at nsjdigital.com with any questions you have um we'd love to hear from them uh hear from you and and hopefully you know be able to answer your questions um, as we start to wind down, again, remember to give us a rating and a review. Um, like and subscribe. Yet? Not yet, so that's good. <clears throat> well, you have to be honest if you don't like it. You have to leave that's us a right. review before you quit, <laughs> listen, quit listening. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so awesome. Um, as we wind down, Warren, any last nuggets of wisdom before we shut her down uh man i'm i'm excited because we have another guest lined up for our next episode which is going to be fun uh, that we're going to record and then we're strategically thinking about some things you know to do around the holidays i Mm -hmm. love this time of the year like i said earlier in the episode it is so much fun we get together with family um there's hunting season it snows here in wisconsin Mm -hmm. a lot so life slows down a little bit um it's just a great great time of reflection so I guess just from this episode, thinking about what we talked about was, you know, we can take this next season, this next winter, and we can really put some things into place uh, for our business going forward that will help them grow. And, and hopefully you learn something from these episodes that we've made so far. Yeah, that's awesome. Good things to think about. And uh, thanks again for listening. Uh, for all of our followers, thanks for uh, following us each and every week. We really appreciate you. And uh, with that being said, let's go vertical this week. Let's go.